You're listening to the Morphology Podcast. Thanks for tuning in to the Morphology Podcast, aka Murph here, to share interviews about biking experiences from cyclists who have pedaled to places all over. Each week we will get to know new people and explore new destinations to ride your bike. As you listen to these adventures, you may wonder, why haven't I done that yet? If you haven't yet, please subscribe to this podcast and give it a thumbs up if it's deserving. It helps me out a lot. Well, on the show today is Mandy Hansel, who recently completed the Lutzen 69er. The Lutzen 99er is an ultra marathon mountain biking event in Lutzen, Minnesota. There are four distances, including the 99er, the 39er, the 69er, and of course the 99 mile option, catering to all riding levels and abilities. The course takes cyclists on snowmobile and ski trails, forest service roads, and a bit of pavement and single track. The event begins and ends at Lutzen Mountains. And before we jump into the interview, a quick shout out to Simmons Electric, our newest sponsor. Simmons Electric is a huge supporter of Iowa Bike Trails. Thanks, Mike, and everyone at Simmons Electric for supporting the podcast and for supporting bikes. Now here is Mandy to talk about the Lutzen 69er. Enjoy. All right, well, on the show today, we have Mandy Hansel. How are you doing, Mandy? I'm doing great. Good. Well, I discovered Mandy. I think we are on a couple of Facebook groups um, together, and I feel like it was about biking, maybe gravel bike or fat biking. I can't recall. Do you recall? Um, um, I think it was women, women mountain bikers. Okay. Bike maybe. <laughs> yeah. So we're, we're in this group together, which, you know, obviously is just women sharing stories about different events. And Mandy shared that she completed, um, well, the event is called the Lutzen 99er and you completed the Lutzen 69er. Is that correct? That's right. And actually, you know, when they say 69er, it's always a little bit off. So it actually ended up being 72 miles oh, instead of 69 miles. And that's a, that is such a mind mess when you're, okay, 69 miles, I'm done. And then I bet you, well, actually, spoiler alert, like some of your biggest elevation happened after you're, right, you're exactly. at 69. So, um, But yep. anyway, I wanted to have you on to talk about the race that you did, because not only did you um, do... 69 miles of epic terrain and crazy stuff, you decided to do it on a fat bike, which in itself is mind blowing to me because, you know, I have a fat bike and it's a completely different experience than when you're on a gravel bike or a mountain bike. So I'm really excited to have you tell your story. Great. Yeah. Um, love the fat bike. So, awesome. yeah. <laughs> and a second spoiler alert, not only did Mandy ride the Lutzen 69 on her fat bike, she was also the women's fat bike division winner. So congratulations on that. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. So before we get into Lutzen 69er, do you want to give us a highlight of maybe where you live, what you do, what cycling is like there? Yeah, sure. Um, so I live down in Southeast Minnesota, um, in a little town um, near Winona, Minnesota. Mm. I, it's actually um, Goodview, Minnesota, which is right next to Winona. Um, I am a corporate accounting um, 
controller at an electronics manufacturer mm. um, and um, married. And I have um, four kids and two grandkids. Mm. So um, I also on the side have my own nonprofit uh, trail race company and uh, called the Storm Trail Race Series, which nice. we're having our next event coming up next Saturday. Oh, and is that um, do you do the local events? Yeah, okay. yeah. So we have, um, it's a series. So um, we have a couple that are just running. And then we also have one that is um, off road duathlon. Mm. So mountain biking and running. Um, so that one is in um, more in the, the early winter time. Awesome. I uh, recently did some traveling. And when you, you know, you're traveling, I got into many, many podcasts that I normally don't listen to. And it seems like adventure racing in general is really getting to be a big deal because, you know, you're not fighting traffic, you're not worried about uh, getting, you know, injured by a vehicle. So I feel like adventure racing is kind of uh, on the horizon for something people want to do. Yeah, um, I I really prefer being off road. Mm -hmm. Um, I actually had an incident where I was uh, training for a triathlon on the road and got hit by a truck. Oh, so ever, geez. yeah. So ever since then, I've kind of just tried to stick to the trails mm -hmm. and off road. Do you want to tell us a little bit about what cycling is like in your area? Um, so I live in what's called the driftless area. So mm. we have, um, we're kind of in this, um, river valley. So on both sides, um, are big, big bluffs. And so, um, if you want to ride a lot of the trails, you have to climb the big bluffs. Mm. So, um, looking out my window right here is a big bluff right across the street. So we, we, um, bike up on the top of the trail right across the street from us so um there's you know a, a mile and a half climb up to the top of the bluffs and then you get up to the bluffs and it's just a beautiful view of the mississippi river valley nice. and you can see the other side where wisconsin is and it's just a beautiful beautiful place and then we also have you know down in the valley then we have some some flatter areas but uh yeah the the bluffs are great and very challenging mm -hmm. i guess yeah when you have no other option except to battle those bluffs that you know helps out with your fitness a lot too <laughs> <laughs> that's right it does <laughs> <laughs> well then that gets me to our next topic which is the lutzen 69er um i know what the event is but do you want to maybe start out by giving the listeners a taste of what lutzen 99 is and we'll go mm -hmm. from there Sure. So it's actually um, held in Lutzen, Minnesota, which is up on the north shore of Lake Superior. So if you're familiar with maybe Duluth, it's up a little um, about an hour and a half north of Duluth, um, right on the right on Lake Superior. And so there are four different distances in the event. So there's a 25 er a 49er, nine, 99er, and then, of course, the one that I did, which is a 69er. Mm -hmm. Um, they have, you know, just the regular fat, or excuse me, just the regular mountain bike um, division. They have a single speed division and mm -hmm. they have the fat bike division. And so the last three years, well, last year was virtual, but uh, last three years we've done it on the fat bikes. Mm -hmm. And then the two years before that, I did it on the regular, the regular bike. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, there's about, about 1,500 people that participate. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it's quite a quite a big big event, um, and you know since it was um, canceled last year, um, we actually still went up there, and we 
we were actually signed up for the 99er last year on fat bikes. And so we attempted to go up and, and ride the 99 course. Um, but after 13 hours, we'd made it 82 miles mm. and decided to, to call it a day. So we decided this year we would stick with the 69er just because we didn't, uh, you have to be really moving on a fat bike to be able to finish in the time cutoff that right. they have. So right. we wanted to be able to enjoy ourselves out on the trail. So we stuck with the 69er. Mm-hmm. And I've done, you know, plenty of events that are called races, but I am not, you know, trying to make it to the podium or do anything crazy. So I treat those as rides. But is this considered a race or a ride? It is considered a race. Okay. Yeah. And there there are some that are very, very intense. And um, they even had um, their bikes sitting at the start line, you know, before the race even started to hold their places. Oh, but no, I'm the back of the packer kind of we ride really for the social uh sociability of of the fat bike and everything so we uh we just ride to have fun and just to just to finish the cross or to cross the finish line oh yeah that's totally my style as well yeah. um yeah and-, and so when i found out that i was the winner of the women's <laughs> fat bike division I was on my way home already because we we did a very quick trip up there. It was a four and a half, five hour drive up. Mm. We did the race and then drove back home again. So uh, I didn't find out that I had won until we were on our way home. Mm. And so we didn't stick around for the awards. And I was kind of disappointed that I um, I would have been able to stand on the podium, yeah. but, which is a rarity for me. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Um, well, you you know you mentioned when you were uh, testing out the ninety nine er, you know you were on the route for more than thirteen hours. But how about the sixty nine er? Um, so this one took us just a little bit over nine hours. Oh, so wow. I think my my finish was nine hours, 18 minutes or something like that. And I let my husband go, you know, at the end is pretty technical, um, lots of um, inclines and hills to climb. So I let him go first. So he finished in, you know, nine hours and four minutes or something mm-hmm. like that up ahead of me. But yeah, it's a little over nine hours. So mm-hmm. it, it was a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah. And you mentioned, you know, people either do it on mountain bikes or uh, single speeds or fat bikes. So I'm envisioning the train to be um, a little bit of everything. But do you want to kind of give the listeners an idea? Um, you know, you've kind of alluded to a few hints on what the terrain's like, but maybe <laughs> give us a, a little bit more. Yeah, so um, you actually start in the town of Lutzen. It's um, just, well, I shouldn't say that. It's like a little ski resort outside the town of Lutzen. Mm. And so you actually start with this very amazing downhill. Um, It's probably a mile and a half of downhill. And um, so road, regular road, but it's um, this year they put in, uh, we had to all stay in place. We couldn't, we couldn't pass anybody on the way down the hill Mm. because they've had a lot of problems with people kind of getting out of control and crashing on that very first descent. It must be steep. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes, it is. Yeah. So, um, so do that. And then you actually ride highway 61 for a little while, um, and then you ascend, uh, oh boy, that one's got to be about a three mile on the road ascend up to the top of the of the bluffs mm. up there. Um, and then, of course, then we turn and it's gravel. So there was a, a lot of gravel roads. Um, and then from the gravel roads, you turn into more of like a forestry roads and things like that. Um, 
lots of trails um, and very rocky, very, very mm. rocky. So there were sections where, I mean, I had to hold on with all my might just to hold on to the <laughs> to the bike so I didn't get thrown off. It was just so rocky. Um, it was it was pretty dry, so we didn't have much mud. Except there's one one area where there is a beaver dam, mm. and the beaver dam broke, and so um, <laughs> the course was actually all covered in in water. So we actually had to walk our bikes through that. Um, I mean, it looked like a little little pond basically. So mm. uh, that was interesting, but um, yeah, and some grassy trails and, and things like that. So all all sorts of different, and then also of course at the end. You get into um, near the Superior Hiking Trail, so um, you get some of that exposure to that, and then you come into the single track that is um, at the ski resort, and so that's that's a little challenge for me. Um, it's it was very technical. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have uh, spent plenty of miles walking my bike over the technical stuff just <laughs> because it's such a it uh, it just sucks all the energy out of my mind when you have to look at all the obstacles while you're on your bike. Sometimes it's just easier to walk it. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, and it was I struggled um, this time a lot with, um, you know, um, just being kind of tired you know like I said we we left home you know at eight o'clock at night and got up north at two in the morning slept in the car for like three hours and so um you know I stopped a few times just to kind of regroup um and just get my head back in the game and everything I mean you just cannot you can't let up on on this this Mm -hmm. course because Mm -hmm. if you do you're going to end up down on the ground Um, well, you told us that you were on a fat bike, but do you want to tell us a little bit about your bike choice and why? Um, yeah, so I have a, a Trek Farley Five, Ooh, and I'll tell you, yes. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm not, I'm not like a super technical bike knowledgeable person, you know. So if my bike breaks, I take it to the shop. Right. So um, <laughs> I don't really know much about them. So. Um, I've had it now for about three years. Um, I just really love it. We, you know, we have a group of people that bike a lot together. We all have fat bikes and, you know, we ride the trails and go to wineries and breweries and things like that. And but I just, I just really like the, the, the social aspect of mm-hmm. riding fat bike rather than just a regular mountain bike. So. Mm-hmm. And do you, um, I, you know, I'm in Iowa, so I spend most of my winter on my fat bike. And even when it's, you know, fairly deep snow, uh, you can let air out of the tires and it's mm-hmm. still nice and bouncy and you can keep moving. So I'm assuming you also bike in the wintertime? Oh, yeah, we ride, yeah. we ride year round. So we have some fatter tires that we put on for winter riding and mm-hmm. the skinny, if you can call them skinnier tires for the summer riding. But yeah. And then, then in the winter, we actually usually put um, the spikes oh, you know, sure. on, on, on the tires. And so we can ride more in icy stuff, but mm-hmm. yeah, you know, we, we learned about air pressure a couple of years ago and it was, it's a, a game changer yeah, really is, you know, if you get down to this low PSI and then you can just kind of float across the top of the, the snow and not sink into it. Yeah. So 
it's so much fun. We we really enjoy the winter riding too, and we've done some some winter ultra races on our fat bikes. So that's a lot of fun too. Up at um, St. Croix State Park, we've done those. Mm. Yeah. And then when you get into when you're in this event, you know the Lutzen 69er, do you add any sort of like suspension seat post or suspension on your handlebars, or do you just go as you normally are on your fat bike? Yeah, we just go as we normally are. Nice. Um, we put a couple bags just to carry, you know, supplies and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, last year when we did it virtually, we actually hid uh, hid um, water out on the course so we could, you know, because there was no aid stations last year. So it was kind of a self-supported type thing. And we had a lot of food and a mm-hmm. lot of water with us last year, but lightened up a little bit this year. But um, yeah, I mean, I have like a dropper post that I use sometimes, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, that's about it. Otherwise it's pretty much just the standard, standard bike. Well, I'm, uh, I have visions of my own experience. I did San Juan mountain bike ride last year, and that was through the mountains of Colorado. Oh, wow. And it was similar to what you just described where you had, you know, service roads, you had gravel, you had dirt, we had plenty of rocks and, um, Getting over that sketchy terrain, you know, you have to, for me, a matter of trusting your bike because it's going to do what what it needs to do. But I, oh gosh. So I want to know, you know, kind of your thoughts on getting through that sketchy, you know, trail maneuvers and getting your bike to do what you wanted it to do. Yeah. So I, I, I tell myself that same exact thing over and over during those sketchy parts is I have to trust the bike. Yes. The bike, the bike is supposed to be on that terrain and the bike is supposed to carry me over that terrain and I have to trust my bike and that it's going to do what I need it to do. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, really all I can do is just hold on (laughs) and steer it where it needs to go. And hopefully it'll, it'll, it'll hold on to me (laughs) through those sketchy parts. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Well, how about um, specifically talking about the Lutzen 69er, any like favorite moments that you want to share with us? A quick interruption to give a shout out to Primal Wear. Cycling is their passion and apparel is their craft. So if you're in the market for a new jersey, bibs, mask, or any cycling apparel, go to primalwear.com and use code PRIMALMURF to get 20% off your purchase. Yes, 20% off. Now back to the show. Um, that, Like I talked about that first downhill. I just really love that mm-hmm. downhill. Um, the sound of 1500 bikes coming oh, yeah. down that hill together, that yeah. humming sound. And of course, then you get that, the burning smell of the burning Breaks. rubber rub brakes. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you know, that's probably my favorite part. And of course, it's all downhill. So I mean, who doesn't love a good downhill, right. you know, where you don't have to do much. But you know, the aid stations are really, really a lot of fun at this race. So there's lots of volunteers, um, even with the, you know, the kind of a little bit restricted COVID stuff this year. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just, they're awesome. So you pull in, they're ready to give you whatever you need. And, um, and it's fun, you know, there's, there's one unofficial aid station out there who, you know, always has the 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 beer and the Mm. and the um fireball you know shots and things like that so those are always fun oh yeah yeah what was the weather like like was it really warm oh oh boy it was perfect this year um it was pretty much overcast the whole day Mm. and like 
upper 60s, lower 70s. So, I mean, it was amazing. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, we got really lucky this year. Yeah, sounds like it. Uh, anything, yeah. anything beat you up? You know, whether, you know, we've talked about terrain a couple times now, but anything that you're like, oh, man, I've got to work through that next time. Well, I did have the one mishap on the... <laughs> I think it's the probably little... the one that I read about. <laughs> yeah, so um, as you come into the to the ski resort kind of area, um, you come off the Superior Hiking Trail and you cross a bridge and then basically go up this like 70 degree ramp up to the single track. Mm. And I have attempted that so many times and I just really wanted to not walk up at this time. And so I gave it all I had and that was not enough. Mm. And so I basically um, tipped off the ramp to the left-hand side. Luckily they had put um, bales, um, hay bales next to the, to the ramp. So I fell into that, but um, you know, so I was clipped in and so my bike kind of flipped over and basically landed on top of my face. Oh no. <laughs> yeah. So um, I'm, I'm still recovering with the bruises on my legs. Um, you know, I lost some skin on that ramp, um, <laughs> left a little present for it. And, uh, <laughs> you know, it's, it, it was lucky I had some sunglasses on cause um, I mean, the handlebar hit right in my eye. Mm -hmm. So I ended up with the black eye as well. Um, <laughs> so I was a little banged up and, and pretty shaken too, you know, so it was, you know, to, to have that happen. And then I had to get back on the bike and do probably the hardest section of the course for me was that single track. And so that was, that was pretty tough to, to put, put myself back sure. together and get back on that bike and, and finish that race off. And, and, and had you already sent your husband ahead at that point or was he with yes. you? Yes. Nope. Oh. He, he, Right before we come off the hiking trail across the bridge, I said, you know, I'll see you at the end. Yeah. So, no, I was I was all alone when that all happened. And, um, yeah, so luckily nobody saw me. But oh. <laughs> I don't know, maybe it's not lucky nobody saw me. I mean, nobody could have done anything anyway. So, yeah, it was. Um, so then I, you know, got back up and, and, and finished it off because I wasn't going to let that that stopped me yeah. that close to the end, you know, I mean, I was literally like two, a mile and a half to two miles away from the end. Oh man. And you know, you have to go back and do it again and not fall just so that you Absolutely. can, you know, talk yourself into it and be like, see, I knew I could do it. <laughs> That's right. Yes, very much. So I just got more power as I get up there, I guess. Yeah. 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 So I started in the, um, a couple years in the, in the small, shorter distances, like the 49 range. And then the last three years, um, well, this year, and the, the year before that, um, we did the 69er. And then, of course, virtually the we attempted the 99er. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. So I've been do doing it for about five years now. Yeah. So I would consider that, you know, you definitely have some experience under your belt. But any, like, pro tips that you would give somebody who's maybe going to do it for the first time, whether it be, um, you know, like, stop at the secret stop to do fireball or, <laughs> yeah. you know, eat something special or any tips? Um, well, I would say make sure you bring a lot of bug spray. Oh. So there are these nasty black flies that love to attack you the whole day. And so I, I don't know how many times I was at an aid station and people came in, do you have any bug spray? Oh, I need bug wow. spray. So that was, 
that was very important. Um, they like to fly around your head, and of course, then you're trying to swat them away, and that just doesn't work either, especially on the really rocky parts. Right. Kind of seems to be when they come out the most. So, And then also, we bought these water bottles that are awesome. So they actually have like a little cover that covers the um, the actual part where you drink out of mm-hmm. because it's super dusty up there and so you get dust everywhere and so it's nice to have these caps so that the dust doesn't get into where you're actually drinking from mm-hmm. so you just pop the little t- the, the top off and then you can drink from an actual like non-dirt sure. <laughs> uh, water bottle so that would be another thing that I would say would awesome. be a good thing to bring awesome mm-hmm. Um, and of course, stop at the fireball. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Around here, there's, uh, especially on, you know, fat bike races, there's always a guy in the middle of the woods. And I'm assuming it's the same setup as what you're referring to. And he'll have like pounds and pounds of bacon, along oh. with fireball shots. So people are always like, yes, I can't wait to stop there. Yes. Yeah. Bacon is always good on the bike, too. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, Congratulations for actually, you know, completing it and having a first place finish and being on a fat bike. Do you think you'll do it again? Oh, for sure. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we may we may drop down to like the 49er. Um, I think the the fun of the party afterwards, you know, with mm-hmm. all the, the music and the food and the beer. We kind of miss out on that just because it takes us so long to finish compared to everybody else. So mm-hmm. we're thinking about maybe just dropping down to the 49 so we can enjoy that little after party a little bit more next year. Oh, sure. I understand that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if people want to know more about it, uh, the website's pretty simple. It's Lutzen, the number 99, and then ER. So Lutzen99er.com. Um, and I'll put that in the show notes so that people can look it up. And then once you get to Lutzen 99er, then you can see all the different uh, route choices that you've mentioned. So, um, well, what advice would you give someone considering doing like a cycling adventure like we've talked about today? A quick interruption to tell you this week's podcast is sponsored by Lizard Lips Lip Balm. These great lip balms contain natural ingredients, come in a variety of flavors, and you can choose certified organic or balms with sun protection. Check it out at lizardlips.net. Now back to the show. I would say the biggest thing is just time on your bike. I mean, that that was, uh, you know, when you're on your bike for nine plus hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, that can be a little rough on your body. So mm-hmm. especially my rear end doesn't really like yeah. being on the saddle that long. So um, that for me is, is how I really just prepare is just getting time on the bike. And it's not necessarily always, you know, hill climbing or anything, you know, sometimes it's just a flat road, but just, you know, for out, a couple of hours. And so just to get your butt, your butt uh, ready for, for nine plus hours on it. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that's, you know. that's amazing advice because even if you, you know, preparing for something big and you maybe not don't get the right training as far as how fast you are but time in the saddle is a it could be a game changer if you don't do it right yeah and it you know and it, it forces your muscles you know your neck and your back and things like that yeah. to really get prepared as well because you know the back of my neck is always one that doesn't really like to sit there for nine, nine hours, hours so right I, yeah right. <laughs> so yep well, how about any adventures on the horizon for you? 
Um, so we have our own race. Um, so Storm the Farm is next Saturday. So we're excited about that. Um, and then we are, my husband and I are doing a, um, a relay. The Gear West has, is having a triathlon up in the city. So we're going to go do that. Mm. And the weekend after that, I'll be up in Bayfield, um, doing the point to the point swim, which is a, uh, two, well, this year it's a 5k, 5k swim in Lake Superior. Oh, so that's, wow. Yeah. Lake Superior. I mean, that's, you know, <laughs> almost a version of an ocean and it's not a warm body of water, is it? <laughs> no, it is very cold. So yes, I will be wearing full wetsuit, double swim cap, swim socks. If I could have like mittens on my hands, I probably would. But Oh my gosh. Well, before we go, do you want to plug anything that, you know, is meaningful to you? Yeah, so it's called the um, the Storm Trail Race Series, mm-hmm. and our website is www.thestormtrs.org. Mm-hmm. And so we hold our events to raise money for youth mental health. Okay. So we have um, different organizations around town, and each one of our events um, raises money for that particular um, organization. And so this time is Hiawatha Valley Mental Health Center, which I'm also um, just happen to be on the board of directors of. Mm-hmm. So um, we have a um, we have four, excuse me, five different distances this year. We have a five k, ten k. 16k 23k and for the ultra runners we have the 43k so they can get just 27 miles on the trails and call themselves an ultra runner and uh, one thing that we really are proud of is that we don't have any cutoffs for our events Mm. so we um we try to be very inclusive with all of um, all abilities all skill levels and experience levels so just so everybody can get out on the trails and just enjoy being out there not having to worry about getting cut off at an aid station or, mm-hmm. or whatnot. So no cutoffs at any of our events. So we're pretty proud of that. So nice. And you said the storm org, right? Correct. Yep. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, Mandy, thank you so much for coming on and congrats again on your win at the Lutzen 69er for the fat bike division. Thank you so much. Yeah. And best of luck on your event coming up this weekend. Great. Thank you so much. Well, listeners, that's it for this week. Thanks, Mandy, for coming on to talk about your adventure doing the Lutzen 69er. I think I need to put that event on my bucket list. Email me at morphologypodcast at gmail.com if you have the topic or the name of a cyclist you find interesting. You can support my podcast at patreon.com slash morphology. And I want to give Jacqueline a shout out for becoming the newest Patreon. Thanks, Jacqueline, for your support. Visit my Instagram page for daily entertainment and check out my website for all kinds of bicycle stuff. I will leave you with this quote from the unwritten book of morphology. And this quote comes from Nelson Mandela. It always seems impossible until it's done. Think about it.